Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And out in the night out, you're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, Russia Talk Podcast? Joe Lance here once again. This is going to be an absolute amazing night tonight. We want to thank you for joining the Russia Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, waiting for the uh, night out to uh, call in. Uh, sounds like we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with the phones. Hopefully, we can get this taken care of in the night out. We'll be able to call in, and we will be able to continue with the show. It's going to be an amazing show. We've got the Wild Man Beast coming on. We've got uh, Matt Creed coming on. We're going to be talking about everything in professional wrestling, whether it's but the coronavirus. You know, that's the main thing about uh, wrestling right now is, is the uh, uh, coronavirus. You know, thank everybody from uh, TikTok for uh, joining me tonight. Rick Rose, uh, you know, yeah, you know kind of feel bad for, uh, like, uh, Drew McIntyre and, and Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, because these were, they're, they're, this was all their WrestleManias, and it's kind of screwed over by this stupid coronavirus and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, how the heck is everybody doing tonight? We are still waiting on the night out of calling. You should be calling in any any minute. But until he does, ladies and gentlemen, the show must go on. So what I want you to do is remove your hat and salute the greatest country in the world. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is America, damn it. Oh, 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 say, can you see? And the rocket, red flag. Uh oh. I'll make up for it now. For oh, the land of the free. Brings a tear to my eye every single time. And ladies and gentlemen, it's true. It's true. He has finally joined us. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have the man, the myth, the legend, 
the night owl. Double pissed off, ladies and gentlemen. What is it? It's the same thing that's got everybody else pissed off. It's the damn coronavirus. This damn coronavirus is screwing up absolutely everything. I had plans to go to the Cutterflower Alley Club for the first time. I was going to get to meet all kinds of different wrestlers from all different eras. I was going to get to meet wrestling fans. I was going to get to 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 have a a good couple days to sit back, relax. I was going to play some damn blackjack. I was going to drink beer. And I can't do that because, well, the coronavirus has postponed the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I don't think that that's very fair to one Nightmare Jones. Um, It's just it, it's just not cool. I may just have to jump into a plane and come down to Kansas City and drink some beer with my good buddy, the Night Owl, which... I'm sure that, that if, if that were to happen, I'm sure that tonight I would have no issue with, with me just showing up out of the blue. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll bring some, uh, some uh, what is that beer that, that you like? Yingling. Maybe I can bring some yeah, yingling. yingling. So. I've never had it, bro. I keep hearing that the, that the beer is absolutely <laughs> fire. Now, I know I got disconnected for a second because of my audio. But, bro, it sounded like we were right in the middle of the shooting shot, bro. I know you're heartbroken about missing the Cauliflower Alley Club. They talked about potentially rescheduling for sometime in September. These are unprecedented times and unprecedented decisions have to be made. Joe, I know you get it, man. It's unfortunate, but it's just the way it has to be for now. But you know what? The Wrestle Talk podcast is still here, 
And uh, I'm hearing a bunch of uh, uh, sorry. Let me. I, I got to get a kiss in real quick. Oh, thank you very much. And another one. Ah, all right. But the rest of talk is here to entertain. And you know what, Josie? There are people. Here in my area, and I want to hear from you guys out there, uh, the WrestleTalk fam, there are some promoters and workers that are getting very creative in how they're handling this very difficult situation. We're going to talk about it during the High Spot segment. I want you to join us for that here in just a couple of minutes by dialing 657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521. Man, it is incredible how resilient human beings are but particularly professional wrestlers and their fans. I can't wait to get into that as well. Josie, the other thing, man, that I had to ask you is, what the hell are you drinking tonight, man? Um, right now, I am waiting for my uh, Samuel Adams 76 to uh, uh, cool down in the uh, freezer. And once it's cooled down, I'm going to put it in my WrestleTalk Podcast mug that you can get on WrestleTalkPodcast.com and... That's what I'm going to be drinking tonight. As soon as the beer gets super duper duper cold. I mean, I know the rest of Talk Podcast mug makes your beer colder, but I still want it to be as cold as possible. So, you got to have. Well, you know beer. what? That 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 what you just said, Josie. I think that goes a long way with me. To our part, we've done this once before when we were giving away the Ricky the Dragon Steve. We were actually like auctioning it in a way. Uh, so. We gave 50% of the revenue that we earned from that uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat action figure to the Salvation Army. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to donate $5 per mug, okay? And we don't make very much on the mugs because they're very expensive to make. It's top-flight, bar-quality glass, hand-engraved with your name on it. But the WrestleTalk podcast is going to make the commitment that's right, making the commitment right here on the air, so that way you guys know there's no BS, okay, that for every WrestleTalk Talk mug we sell, every talk, every WrestleTalk Podcast mug that we sell, we will de- donate $5. That's about 50% of our profit, okay, to the Salvation Army because not only are people running out of toilet paper, Jonesy, people are running out of food. And the Salvation Army oh, has yeah. been around for over 100 years, and they're helping people all over the world. They always have and they always will. So if you've been thinking about grabbing a WrestleTalk podcast mug, but you're like, man, I don't know, I don't really need it, well, listen, save your $25. Don't buy that crappy T-shirt off WWE.com, okay? Support an indie wrestler. Buy his shirt, or go ahead and buy a WrestleTalk podcast mug. And if there's a specific place where you want it to go, say, you go, man, I really, really love this particular wrestler, and you want us to donate that money to somebody like, David Starr, for example, or my personal favorite ACH, <laughs> or you want to donate to those people, okay, just let us know, and we will directly take out them and send you a screenshot. So if you've been on the fence about grabbing a WrestleTalk Podcast mug, go ahead, hit us up at WrestleTalkPodcast.com, send us a DM, we'll go ahead and get working on your mug. We have them immediately available, unless you want to put your name on it. If you want to put your name on it, that's going to take a little bit longer but once you hit us up, we will give you all the details, Jonesy. I'll tell you what, I'm excited. I want to make sure that we do our part to help out during this very, very difficult time. Uh, that's you know, it, bro, it, I'm ready for tonight's show. I'm ready. It's going to be a great one, Jonesy. It really is. It is. It is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into the high spot segment. And so, Timmy, hit that music.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this high spot segment. You know, Renee, it's pretty funny that you mentioned the name David Starr, and I had to laugh because, well, you and I both know that a couple days ago, uh, you know, he made a a post on Twitter talking about how he wanted his his landlord to uh, to uh, help him out with with his. Rent, so you know, because of the, this coronavirus, and you know, there, there was a certain podcast that 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 had something to say about that. And I believe what what the words were was, uh, uh, "Can you help me with what what this uh, podcast said, Renee?" Well, okay. Well, listen, and I don't have it verbatim. I don't have the Twitter right in front of me right now, but and you know what? I'll pull it up because I don't want to misquote. Myself, okay. I'm gonna pull it up for you guys right now. Okay, I don't want to misquote myself. And thank you, Joe, for trying to keep a certain quote of secrecy. The fact of the matter is, I stand behind my statements. Damn it, I really do. And so, uh, let me let me see if I can provide some context here. So, David Starr, um, very well-known independent wrestler, in, in certain circles, a very respected independent wrestlers. In other circles, not necessarily overly respected. Uh, it's very similar to the WrestleTalk podcast. We have people that love us, and we have people that hate us. You know how it is, Jonesy. We're not everybody's cup of tea, and David Starr is most absolutely not everybody's cup of tea. been known, okay, for saying F you to companies, F you to talent, embarrassing talent that maybe isn't on his level quite yet, okay? And, you know, in my mind, I think – it's fair for people to be able to experience both sides of that coin. So I just so happened to come across the post that he made, which reads, I have asked our landlord for several days leniency on our rent while I move, my, move some money around. His response was to give me a life lesson in saying that he can't grant any leniency as he also has his family to worry about and keep a roof over their head. And then down at the bottom – very, uh, uh, very conspicuously, it says he's worth over 2 million euros, okay? I think there's a lot of that that makes sense. I think we're all looking for a little leniency and compassion from our, you know, our bosses, our landlords, our neighbors, our friends, our family during this very difficult time. But at the same time, Davis are being somebody who is, who is um, a lot of people listen to what he says. He's got a tremendous following on social media, a lot of times for the inappropriate and appropriate outbursts that he makes. And very, just discreetly, my thoughts were, brother, just pay your own rent like the rest of us. Because guess what, Joe? And rent as well. I'm sure you <laughs> would. I'm sure everybody else would consider what's happening right now. But yeah. guess what? That landlord, even though he's worth 2 million euros, there's a difference between net worth and cash assets. Immediately assuming that the rich guy's a prick and won't give him that leniency because he is that is an assumption. And so what I was saying, hey, he told you no. Go ahead and move on with your life. Pay your rent. See if you can find another way to to produce revenue. I don't know. Maybe go out and get a regular job like the rest of us. See, I have a big problem with entitlement, brother. Big time, because I came here with nothing. And it's funny, because over the last couple of hours, cancel culture has been out in full effect. It's trying to shut your boy down, trying to close me 
group was following us anyway. People that are victims that live by a victim mentality don't listen to the Wrestle Talk podcast anyway. Why? Because they know how this show started. Two listeners, ladies and gentlemen, and now we do between 2,500 and 4,500 a week. When you listen to the streams, the Facebook lives, uh, uh, everything that we have combined, bro, we're hitting anywhere between 25 and 3,500 a week. In some cases, 5,000. In four weeks, 2,000. Somewhere in there somewhere, okay? But we haven't gotten any handouts and nobody has shown us any leniency. Me and Joe have been paying for this show, for the products that we give away, for the mugs, for everything since day one. Leniency too. I don't know about I don't know about David Starr, but I got three children and a wife. Does he? I don't know. Maybe. Who's entitled to leniency? I'm not the one to decide. All I'm saying is find another solution and spare us the drama mama bullshit on Twitter. Because frankly, I don't give a shit. And people say, well, well, Night Owl, if you didn't really give a shit, why'd you have to have a comment? Why? Because the sheep will follow whatever he says. And I just said, you know what, brother? Pay your rent like the rest of us. That's right. I have, Amen. I have a, a tremendous amount of compassion for people, Joe. My wife and I are taking roughly 15 or 20% of the stuff that we're buying at the store, and we're dropping it off at pantries uh, and, and outside the school where people are going to pick up toilet paper. We're doing all that. You understand what I'm saying? But just based on the track record, you know what that sounded like to me, Jonesy? It sounded like nothing more than a bunch of bitches. Top flight, yep. super recognizable indie star looking for leniency on his rent when there's people that are already living hand to fist or fist to mouth or, or elbow to ass or I don't know how the hell you say it. But there are people in this country that are really hurting, really hurting. They were I hurting think. before this shit started to happen. You get me? So for you to go on I Twitter think. looking for sympathy – Okay, when you've been traveling around the world the last couple of years, okay, doing fairly well from yourself from what I can tell, okay, stop trying to play the victim. Let the real victims shine through so that those people get the help. And guess what? Right after the show, I'm going to go buy me a David Starr shirt because I got no heat with the guy. Zero heat with the guy because I know he's probably going to be hurting a little bit. But don't try to compare it to people that are already out here starving. Because I know people that are starving. I'm from the bottom. And guess what, Twitter? You can't cancel me. I was canceled for the moment I arrived in this country illegally and then went back and came back legally. My nigga, I am the American dream. You are looking at it. You can't cancel me. I was I got okay. canceled when I got here. I didn't know the language. We, we okay. Take, take a shot with kids. And I know this is not shooting shot, but don't get me on this damn soapbox. You cannot cancel somebody who was canceled from the moment they arrived in this country. You can't do it. So don't bother. And forgive the sarcastic... Hold on, let me finish. Forgive the sarcastic comments. A lot of it is just a joke. And as a matter of fact, my comment about just pay your rent like the rest of us was kind of like a a tough love, sarcastic joke. It wasn't meant to to say, hey, screw your situation. Mine is worse. It it was just a sarcastic, kind of off-color, maybe slightly insensitive joke. But it's no worse than the shit this man does on Twitter on a regular basis. Okay? And if you don't believe me, go read. That's all I got to say about that. All right? You're shitting on companies. You're shitting on on workers that are less privileged than you are on a regular basis. And maybe it's not my place to kind of, like, give you some of your own medicine. And really, I was just cracking a joke because I like the guy. I've seen him in action. He's an incredibly talented individual. But boy, oh boy, I know everybody's heard the beehive. It's those people that are always, like, supporting Beyonce. And if you say anything bad about Beyonce, they'll, like, kill you. So I've named these people. 
people, the Davis Star supporters, I've called them, and now they're the beehive, right? And, boy, they came after your boy like you would not imagine. Just go back through and read some of the stuff that people were saying. It was absolutely incredible, and in my mind, I was like, yes, let the hate flow inside of you. Let it flow, baby. <laughs> and you know what? It was fun. The amount of, of death threats, hate, go drink bleach, this, that, and the other stuff that I read, it was incredibly entertaining, but at the same time, it was very disheartening because this is the same group of people who claim to be empathetic for other people. But don't disagree with them, Jonesy, because there will be hell to pay, as was evidenced today on Twitter. Off my soapbox, sipping my beer. What are your thoughts, Jonesy? I ain't got nothing else to say about that. I ain't got nothing to say about that. At that, woo! All right, so, you know, this coronavirus has screwed over quite a bit of things. And uh, the past past two Raw and SmackDowns have definitely been interesting shows. Uh, SmackDown started it off with being in the training center and not having any fans. So it was definitely weird seeing, you know, people like Sasha Banks come down to the ring and play to the crowd when there was no crowd. And I would have to say the funniest thing was last night when Stone Cold Steve Austin says, says, give me a hell yeah, and it panned to an empty arena. <laughs> oh, it has absolutely been uh, an a interesting uh, couple Raw and SmackDowns. Uh, what were your your thoughts about? We get into Timmy to uh, check these uh, uh, phone lines, so. Oh, no doubt about it. And again, guys, we want to encourage you to call in. And, and and even if you're one of those people from Twitter who's like reporting us to Wrestle Talk TV in the UK, just as long as them, the show is six years old. You're only now hearing about it because it took us a while to kind of, you know, find our stride. But uh, I don't think copyright infringement is an issue when you're talking about two completely separate countries. I could be wrong. We'll have to ask the WrestleTalk legal team, but we want you to call in as well. That number is 657-383-1521. And you know what? I want to bring the callers in because there's a whole lot to talk about, even though there's like really not that much going on in a sense, right? A lot of shows are getting canceled. A lot of amazing independent talent, okay, it is hurting right now. In a situation where they would otherwise be working, they are being limited or or just completely being canceled altogether. It's very, very difficult. But I have to say this, and I'm going to echo the sentiments of a good friend, okay? Our former guest, longtime member of the WrestleTalk family, Kurt Gannon, of all people, former GWF champion, PopCon champion down with New Breed, uh, and shout-out to our friends down, down in Newbury. They're, they've been very, very good to us over the years. I know you guys had to cancel your show, too. I know we were setting up to bring a guest in. Hopefully, if everything works out by June, we'll have that guest, maybe Eugene. I don't know. Maybe. That's what I need to hear. Okay? But when those guys are back, I promise you we're going to bring you the very best uh, that they have to offer. But, yes, Kurt Gallon, Kurt Gannon. I'm going back to Twitter a lot today. We usually don't do this. So, you know. We're, we're, you know? Shaking things up I don't mean here, here, to interrupt here, 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 you, I don't what, mean to interrupt you, Renee, but do you know what Kurt Gannon's best match ever was? 
when he wrestled Rick Maverick and got beat by Rick Maverick, who was one of my favorite wrestlers for that championship. You remember that, don't you? Nightmare <laughs> Jones, why do you why why do you insist? Okay, why do you insist on dragging the showdown every single week with your shenanigans? Can you explain? Like I'm being nice to you guys. I said that was his best match. Oh my goodness. I, Seriously, Joe. It's not Jones. my fault that, that the best part of a Kurt Gannon match is the ending. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. You are very, very disrespectful. And you know what? I guarantee you that you won't say it to his face the next time you see it. I guarantee it. <laughs> ah, yeah. All quiet all of a sudden. Real quiet all of a sudden, Nightmare Jones, huh? Hey, it doesn't surprise me at all. You're no different than those worms on Twitter. I'm just going to leave it at that. But let me read his comments. And I think this puts it into perspective perfectly. 23 hours ago, Kurt Gannon, uh, at Suplex the World, that's at Suplex the World. It cracks me up that people are complaining about WWE shows from the Performance Center with no live audience. Seriously, with everything being shut down completely, you all are complaining about WWE when they're one of the few still trying to put out entertainment for people. Stop complaining. Hashtag be grateful. Perfectly said by Kirk Gannon. Am I a fan of, how, of, of, of the way that this, that this is um, the, the way that it's being presented? No. But what other option do they have, Jonesy? They could just shut it down like everybody else did. Thankfully, the WWE is here to entertain us when we really have nothing else. And I personally am not big on series. You know what I mean? People like to binge watch series and stuff. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't like it. I, I, it's not my thing. You know what I like? I like live entertainment, live sports. Baseball is, back, is pushed back. Uh, football isn't even near to being around the corner. Basketball got shut down during the greatest period of the season, which is like those couple of weeks going into the playoffs and then the playoffs. So who is who is kind of spearheading live entertainment right now if it isn't the WWE? Yes, there are things that you can nitpick and, and, and complain about. Absolutely, that's always going to be the case because, you know, when you're having to put together 30 hours of live television a week, not everything's going to be uh, – not everything is, is, is going to be perfect, and that's very, very understandable. But the fact that they're doing it takes a tremendous amount of balls, and they were the last ones to pull the plug on the WrestleMania. They were going to try. It happened, and kudos to them for that, aside from what we're actually seeing on the air, which is kind of cringeworthy and somewhat hard to kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, to observe it, even though we've seen it at least once in the past. But that was something that was planned, right? The, the, the Mankind, people keep pointing back to that. Mankind and, and The Rock. That was one match, ladies and gentlemen, not a whole show. This is completely different, and I have to be honest with you, I'm very impressed, very impressed with what they've done considering the circumstances. Oh, those are my thoughts, Jonesy. But you know what? I want to hear from the WrestleTalk podcast family. Let's go ahead and bring on a caller. Absolutely. We can definitely bring on a caller, ladies and gentlemen. No issue whatsoever. All right, let's go and bring on one and only Cody. What's going on, Cody? How you doing, sir? What you got for us tonight? Doing good. Oh, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out, like everybody else, what the hell we're doing about this coronavirus crap. 
I have no idea, sir. I I have no idea. People are uh, uh, the jobs are, are shutting down. Um, you know, people are gonna have issues paying their their rent. People are having issues getting food because you go into the restaurant, the, into the grocery store, and there ain't a damn bit of food. I went into the store today, and there wasn't no no produce. Couldn't buy any corn. Couldn't buy any potatoes. All the meat was 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 gone. People people are are, are even buying. Uh, 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 milk substitute. People are literally buying formula True. that is used for babies. They are literally buying formula that is used for babies. There, there, there was a report about a guy that went out when the coronavirus started. He bought 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and he was selling them for $80 a pop. Until eBay told him that he couldn't do that, so now he's got all these sanitizers yeah, and he can't do anything that's with them. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I agree on that one. Like, I work at a restaurant and they just told me not to come in now. I mean, I can't even go into work now because nobody can pay yep. for money at an expensive ass restaurant. Yep. Mm. Well, you know, you you know, know what? what uh, Cody, yeah, what what are your thoughts on what you've been seeing on television or uh, or just hearing about the shows that have been taking place? How do you feel about WrestleMania? What, what, what is on your mind pertaining to professional wrestling? I know it's hard to think about wrestling with everything going on and directly affecting us uh, on a personal level, but from a wrestling perspective, what has got your attention right now? Well, I'll tell you what, WrestleMania sure as hell is going to be an interesting one. I'll tell you why. Because it's going to be coming from the Performance Center. It might not, though. I've been hearing there's news where the WWE is actually doing this for their insurance money. So by trying to find another event, or sorry, a venue for their event, they could actually end up getting money, and then they could end up going somewhere else, like MSG is what I've been hearing. So that would be kind of cool if they went to MSG for WrestleMania. But I don't know. That might not work. It might not. It might not. Oh, yeah, there. No, no, we are. And I think we're we're kind of trying to to decide how to respond to that, Jonesy. I'll let you go first. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. Uh, you know, it 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 it's a touch and go. Situation, um, you know, I'm I'm sure that they're doing the best that they possibly can, and uh, you know, ho- hopefully everything's gonna gonna work out. So yeah. Well, I have a question for you, Cody. When things start to get a little bit better for you, okay, and I don't know what your employment status is. We don't need to get into that on the air. My question right. is, what are you going to do? to support the local independent talent that isn't able to work right now. Because not everybody's going on Twitter and bitching about it. You understand? Some of these guys are actually working to try to find solutions. You understand? So do you mm-hmm. see yourself potentially going out and grabbing a couple of pieces of merch, maybe you know, making an appointment to, 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 to grab tickets to the very first independent show that happens when we get back to regularly scheduled programming? What are you going to do? to try to help support the professional wrestling community? Well, the way on that is I can say is people who know me, I live in a small town. There's no professional wrestling around. The closest thing is uh, Kansas City, which is an hour and a half away. 
But okay. once I get some money in my hand, I would love to help support the wrestling community. And the way I can do that is I can share, I can expose, I can, not expose, I can give exposure. I enjoy that because that's easier. It's one, it's free, but two, it helps out. You hit more names out, more people with the money can pay for it. And by the way, Kurt Gannon, everyone uh, trying to say that Kurt Gannon is, uh, is uh, what's the word? Oh, crap, I can't think of the word now. Um, Kurt Gannon's awesome. I'm going to go with that. How's that? Kurt Gannon is awesome. He's a great wrestler, but he's also a member of the WrestleTalk family, so we're a little biased. Cody, thank you for showing us Very love biased. from the great state of Kansas. Uh, shout out to all the listeners on Hiawatha, and uh, we heard that uh, school has been canceled for the remainder of the uh, year over in the great state of Kansas. Uh, uh, you know, great thought, thoughts, prayers, positive energy, whatever it is that you're into, we send all of that from with you, Cody, on behalf of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. Man, looking forward to hearing you from the second hour. Baby, we're going to be doing a draft. We're doing round two of the FWMC draft. Can you do me a favor and shoot those general managers uh, a quick message, Cody, and remind them that we're going to be doing that at about 8.15, 8.20 tonight, Central Time? 8.15 Central Time. Yes, sir. All right. Let them know, man. We're coming. We're going to be coming in on the second hour right. with the FWMC. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, I, I figured it out tonight. I, I, I know how you can help people out. You can start the night hours daycare for free. You can watch kid, people's kids for free. Man, oh, hell no. What are you talking about, bro? Stop trying to put that kind of stuff in the atmosphere, man. Ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell that your boy is going to be babysitting. I've already done my time. I've paid my dues. I've served my sentence. And I don't need no more damn kids running around here making things complicated for me, bro. I'm not going to have it. I don't know what you're talking about, Jonesy. (laughs) (laughs) Got (laughs) him. Got him. All right, let's try to get one more caller in here before we get to Wild Man Beast. (sighs) Bro, bro, we can't. We can't. Jonesy, we cannot. cannot. Jonesy, we cannot bring in Chris. We cannot. I'm so sorry. I've been, you know, I've been told by the sponsors that we need to get a little bit better with the time and respecting the time and all that. So, Chris, hang tight. We're going to get you in the second hour. I absolutely promise. We can talk FWC. We can talk regular pro wrestling, whatever you want. But we got to get to the man who has been busting heads and destroying his opponents for the better no, part no, of 15 no, wait, a minute. I mean, wait a minute. What, wait, what, a minute what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, you want to get the Rob Van Beast on as quickly as you can, but you made Nigel Rabbit wait, wait 30 minutes to get on? Man. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jonesy, see, you're buying into the propaganda again. He was only made to wait seven minutes. But no, you're saying 30 minutes? No, you know who who didn't respect the time? Nigel Rabbit didn't respect the time because he went 47, (laughs) no, he went 57 minutes on a 30-minute interview. So don't you talk to me about respecting the time, Nightmare Jones. This is revisionist history, and it's nothing but fake news, and you know it. Absolutely. I know, I know. Anyways, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, 
without any further ado, the one and only, the Wild Man. Oh my god, he's so huge! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that has got to be the best entrance music I believe I have ever heard. Whoever made that entrance music, I need to get in touch because Nightmare Jones needs some new entrance music. (laughs) I like it, bro. (laughs) Wild man, wild man, wild man. Welcome back to the show, brother. How you been? Thank you very much. It's a great honor to be back on Russell Talk. Oh, absolutely. Wild man. Wild man, I'm going to let Joe take the lead on this, but I did want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting the Wrestle Talk podcast. Whether you're scheduled to be on or not, you're always commenting, liking, sharing. You pop up on the streams and say hello. You and the Chief and Herb, and there's so many great people that show us love when you really don't have to. So before Josie jumps in with his question, I just wanted to personally night out, that's night out with a K, wanted to thank you for being a loyal supporter of the Wrestle Talk family, man. Thank you very much. No, no, thank you. Thank you for, for what you're doing and, you know, all the support you show. I mean, if it wasn't for you having guests like us on, on your podcast, I mean, people wouldn't know who we are and stuff. So I, my hats is off to you guys. You do a hell of a job. You know, whenever I can get on online or whatever, I, like you said, I always share it, like it, whatever. Well, we appreciate that. Josie, why don't you take the lead on it, baby? Oh, absolutely. So, Rod, man, what has been going on since last time you came on to the podcast? What is new with the Wild Man Beat? Well, just just still traveling, you know, getting, you know, I've slowed down my bookings due to the fact, you know, we all get old at a certain point and the body lets us know that. But, hey, I still can get in the ring with the best of them. You know, I still go back and forth to Puerto Rico on a rare occasion. I still travel a lot, but, you know, it's starting to slow down and stuff like that, but, you know, I still have a huge fan base and everything, so I, I I do what I do that's go in there and kick ass and hurt people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, like you said, you know, you you, you get in there and, and you basically de- de- destroy people. Have you ever been uh, compared to a guy by the name of Abdullah the Butcher? Because we're looking at your profile, you definitely look like Abdullah the the butcher, is that basically what you base your your wrestling career off of? Or I tried not to, but when as the years came about, you know, a lot of people said I favored him a lot. But there's a total different style in the way Abdullah the butcher wrestles. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Abdullah, and my 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 skill is I, with me being 400 pounds, I can move for a big guy. Abdul was more of a brawler type. I can brawl as well, but I'm like a cat in the ring for a 400-pound guy. Wow. This is true. This is true, Jonesy. Yeah, see, see, I wouldn't know because I've, I've never been able to see the Wild Man Beast, Beast live. I mean, it, it's it's one thing to, to watch 
the uh, wrestling videos, you know, because I've seen multiple wrestling videos of of the Wild Man Beast, but it's completely different when you're in the the arena with the Wild Man Beast because I have heard stories that when it comes to the ring, the floors shake, the the, uh, rafters shake left, uh, uh, left and right. Is that true, sir, that when you come to the ring, it's almost like an earthquake? Yes, it's like an earthquake, and a lot of people fear me. Like like my intro music says, when those fans see me, they go, oh, my God, he's so huge, and they, they just start to scream and run away. <laughs> that is, is, is definitely, that's probably the best uh, uh the description of the Rodman Beast that I can think of. All right, well, Renee, I don't want to take up all of the time, so why don't you come in here, sir, with whatever questions you have, because I know that you have a lot of questions for the Rodman Beast. You've known him for many, many years. You've, you've seen him live in action, so take it away, sir. Well, I, no, thank you, Jonesy. I appreciate that. Um, so, Wildman, let me jump to something that, that I wanted to ask you the last time that you joined us. Believe it or not, it's almost been two years since you were on the show last time. My, my, how the oh, time flies, right, big guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you get older, time will go back quicker. No, I, no, no doubt about it, man. I'm starting to learn that at the uh, tender age of 35 myself, amigo. Uh, but here's the question <laughs> that I had for you. I, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen uh, uh, many, many of your matches, uh, for the most part, online. And when it's called for, you happen to be extremely good at extreme wrestling. And, and, and when I say extreme, I don't mean you're jumping off of buildings and doing that sort of thing. But what I mean is what we think of wrestling, extreme wrestling in the 70s, 80s, some color, a lot of hard hits. You know, you have mastered the art of making it feel real. Have you ever been in a situation where you're working a match like that where maybe you even scared yourself a little bit? Because I know you said, yeah, the fans are scared and they, they want to run away when they see me. And, that, you know, have you ever kind of, like, been like, oh, man, like, am I really going this deep? Have you ever caught yourself in the deep water trying to, you know, figure out whether or not you're going to be able to make your way back? Or is it something that you're so prepared and trained for that it doesn't phase you? I'm curious to know that from a psychological standpoint. Wow, you're the first person that ever asked me this question, and it's, it's no one that ever asked me. So I'm, I'm actually going to come out with the truth. <clears throat> it was oh god, I, I, I'm going to have to estimate it. 18 years ago, um, I wrestled um, a Japan hardcore legend, as everybody knows him, Madman Pondo, and I had former guest of the show as well. By the way, yes, member of the Wrestle Talk family, we love the Madman. Shout out. Yes, yes, Madman Pondo. Him and I are great friends. We we talk every uh, every other day. But the first day that I they told me, Beast, you're wrestling Madman Pondo, and I was like, who is this guy? And before they came out with internet, you know, the phone, cell phones, and everything, so I went to the public library and read up on this guy, and I seen all his stuff. I'm like, holy crap! And for two days straight, I could not sleep. I was worried. Okay, am I gonna break a neck? Am I gonna break this? And and I was just nervous. And, you know, me being in the business as long as I was already, I was actually terrified. But the day of the event, I sat in the dressing room in the corner sweating, just, just like, oh, God, am I going to survive this? And when Pondo walked in with his kendo stick, and then he had the light bulbs, and then he had the stop sign, and he had the baseball bat wrapped around with the barbed wire, 
I was like panicking. I, I almost had a panic attack, and he just smiled at me. He said, "Brother, I'm a t- I'm gonna teach you hardcore." I went out when I went out there. I have to say this: it was the best hardcore match I've ever had in my life, and my fear, yeah. my fears were broken. Sure. Wow. Mad yeah. Man, yeah. you know, I have a book here. Don't don't we have the book, Jonesy? I know. Was it the John Cosper that John wrote Cosper. a book about yeah. Mad Man? I, I believe it was John Cosper that that joined us, Mad Man. And you know what? Just based on some, and I haven't read the whole book. I'll be honest. But I've read some of it, and just reading some of that stuff, I can understand your concern. So I, I think yes. it's very genuine. It's very genuine of you to share that because you know the wrestling business is a tough guy business, and you don't want to admit yes. when you're afraid or when you're trepidatious or apprehensive or anything like that. For you to do that, it tells me you're extremely comfortable in your own skin, and that's why people love them. Some wild man beast. Which, by the way, guys, that's the wild man beast on Facebook. The wild man beast on Facebook. If you want his Instagram and Twitter, we'll give you all that towards the end of the interview. Here's my second question, big man. You've yeah. done a lot of great things, and you traveled a lot of different places. I know you said you slowed down because the years have caught up with you. Do you have a bucket list wrestling match opponent, or maybe even like a, a promo or a promotion or a country that you want to go to before it's all said and done? I want I want to um, go over to Japan and wrestle out there, but here in the states, I want to call and issue a challenge out to Akila Khan and SICW. I hear uh, that he's the, the supposed to be a badass, but I, like I want to see what I want to see what he's capable of once he steps in the ring with the Wild Man B. So right now, I'm going to call out Atila Khan. Herb Simmons, if you're watching or if you hear this, I'm calling out Atila Khan. Book it. Atila Khan I versus think, the Wild Man Beast. I, I think we can help you with that, Wild Man. We had Atila Khan on the, the show, and, and Wild Man, I got to say, you know, Nightmare Jones was not afraid of Atila Khan, so you shouldn't have to worry about anything, so. Nightmare Jones, you're a flat-out liar. You're a liar. You're a fat liar. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, we have a tremendous amount of respect for Attila Khan, uh, one of the newest members in the Midwest Independent Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, class of 2019 or 2020. It's one, it's one of the two, just the most recent one. So I personally would love to see that. And I've been, I've made the trip down to East Cronulet from Kansas City. Okay? And, um, okay. and I have love it. I would love to see that. Make sure you guys give us plenty of notice if that comes together, Wild Man, because I want to be there to see this live and in person. I'll definitely keep you guys. So fans, you know, get a hold of SICW. Get a hold of Herb Simmons. Herb Simmons been in a bit, the, the wrestling business for 40-some-odd plus years. He was just recently at an um, award ceremony here in Chicago, Illinois, and they awarded him a um, thing for a promoter of the year. Great, great guy. But Herb Simmons, I'm, like I said, I know you're watching. I know you're listening. I want to call out a telecon. So you and your staff sit back, get it booked. Wow, man. How, how exciting. 
How exciting that they may be coming to us here in the very near future. Well, listen, guys, I have one last question uh, before I throw it over to my partner in crime, Nightmare Jones. And really, it's relating to the elephant in the room, wild man. This epidemic, this pandemic that is going around is severely affecting guys like you from being able to do what you love. After being in this business for so long, I'm sure you've seen stuff like this before, but maybe not quite like it. What advice would you give to the guys maybe that are a little bit newer in the building? I think they call them greenhorns, right? What yeah, greenhorns. Those guys. What what advice would you give to those guys that are that are maybe starting to get into the mindset that they may not be able to wrestle for a very long time? What would you encourage those guys to do? What would you encourage them to say? How do they keep themselves ready to go? How do they keep themselves, you know, in the limelight, getting exposure? What sort of recommendations can you make to those guys that haven't been in the business quite as long as you? All I say with this this infectious flu virus, corona going around, guys, just keep your heads up, stay positive, promote, keep promoting yourself, practice, practice your craft, because wrestling, it's always you're always learning at this stage of my my career i'm still learning it, you know still learn the craft practice promos do promos stand in front of a mirror do promos get get your confidence up watch watch old school videos just learn you know if you need to get a hold of some of the veterans through through social media we don't mind pick our brains that's what we're here for because without us and the guys before me I still go to some of the old school guys and ask them questions and they help me out. So don't be afraid to go to an old school vet, sit down and pick their brains. Don't, don't let this, this infectious disease get you down, promo, promote yourself, stay positive, stay focused. And, you know, get out there, talk, you know, social media, talk with your fans because don't let your fans down because there's no wrestling, get, you know, get on your, your social media account, talk to your fans. Hey, do a live feed and just say, hey, look, you know, we know this at this time, you know, but I just want to thank everybody for supporting me and so forth and so on. And that's how you build your fan base as an individual and as a professional wrestler. Wow, absolutely. And I hope some of you young guys were taking notes. Stay positive. Keep working on your promos. Stay in shape. Promote the promotions that you were booked for before this all happened. Stay busy. Stay active. And you know what? 20 years ago, wild man, if this would have happened, they didn't have social media to keep promoting themselves. So nope. they have a tool They have a tool at their fingertips that 20 years ago we wouldn't even have dreamed of. So That's as far as I'm concerned, and I hate this, this is going to sound a little wrong, but I think they have it easy compared to what would have happened if this was going on 20 years ago. Can we all agree on that? Oh, yes, they, they have it very easy, you know, without, you know, uh, you know, I just a few months ago, I actually sat down and wrote a letter to a friend, and I haven't done that in years since all the social media. I said, you know what, let me go back to old school and mail, write a letter. I wrote a three-page letter to a friend and mailed it out. It felt weird, but I was like, you know what, I got to start back into getting into writing letters to people because you can text someone, call someone on the phone any day of the week. But sitting down and actually writing a letter, that's how we used to do it back in the day. Back in the days, indeed. Jonesy, why don't you jump back in here with any final questions you have for the wild man? I do. I I I do. Um. So, 
you're wanting to go to to SICW. If you do end up going to SICW, uh, do me a, a favor and hook up with one of the greatest managers to ever step foot in professional wrestling, if you ask me, and that's the one and only Travis Cook. Uh, can you promise me that oh you will be... Oh, my gosh. What is your problem? You, Travis Cook is a great wrestler. He's a great manager. He's the manager of these stars. So when you go to SICW, make sure you hook up with the one and only Travis Cook show. Well, I, all I have to say is Travis Cook handle the beast. Nobody can Oh, I'm sure. I am I'm almost positive that <laughs> Travis Cook. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but I do have have at least one more uh more more a uh, question for you. So you wrestled a guy in RCW by the name of Moses Mayhem. Can you tell us about wrestling Moses Mayhem? <laughs> Down in Minnesota, good good times. Moses Mayhem was one of my toughest opponents. You know. Heck of a wrestler, great, great skill. But I put up beating on him. I mean, and, you know, after the match, he looked at me and said, wow, for a big guy, you you can handle me. He, he, and after that, <clears throat> I have the utmost respect for him. He has the utmost respect for me. I mean, I can – everyone tries to test me, but I can do an Ironman match. I'm going to actually save my age. I can actually do an Ironman match, and I'll and I'll be turning 49 in April. Wow. Holy wow. moly, guacamole. That's, That's amazing. Is, that, that is definitely cool. Um, So I have one last question. Um, I saw a video recently on uh, uh, Facebook, and it was a video where there was a manager that was heckling one of the fans, and the fan literally got out of the – wheelchair and attacked the professional wrestler. Uh, what are your thoughts about fans that get too involved in the the, the, pre, in the professional wrestling event where, to the point where they actually lay hands on the, the wrestler? Do you think that, you know, that it was the manager's fault because they they kept egging the, the fan on, or do you think it's the fan's fault for getting out of their seat and to the point where they literally attacked the manager. It was the the fans' fault because they stepped on the barricade and took a good swing and hit the, my manager in his jaw. So with that being said, I, I'm quite sure you always hear it in some arenas, don't touch us and we won't touch you. I mean, it it, it, it was, was definitely a crazy video because the, the fan attacked the uh, manager and I guess the the manager's wrestler came out of the ring and and pushed the lady aside and her boyfriend jumped up and knocked the wrestler out and it was absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like, you know, if the fans get get involved with it, I've I've actually I'll tell you a scary story. I was in a part of Indiana and wrestling Bobo Brazil Jr. and literally two guys. One guy got in my face, and another guy stood on the side of me and actually pulled the knife out and was about to stab me. If it wasn't Jesus. for security, yeah, if it wasn't for security being on cue and and called out, he's got a knife, 
the gentleman would have stabbed me right in my lawn. Wow. So, so some, yeah. Wow. So some fans really, so some fans really, really get into it, especially with with me being the way that I am when I'm in that ring and in the arena. Fans do take a lot of things personally, and they really, really, and and you know, I'm from the old school, and that's I like the fans seeing me being old school. But when it comes down to that, where you have to be on point guard at at all points because you never know because some fans really get into it and they can easily stab you. But I think the security that was on point and yelled out, he's got a knife, he's got a knife, and they tackled the guy down and rushed me to the back. So I hats off to the guys out in Indiana. Wow. Renee, what are your thoughts in, in the short amount of time that we have left? Well, all I have to say is stay in your gosh darn lane, fans. Same thing goes for talent. I've said this before. Marty Bell and Brooke Valentine destroyed <laughs> my $65 Florida Panthers hat and my $12 beer. Now, I'm a good sport. I'm not going to make a huff about it. But I know for sure, had it been almost anybody else, and had wrestlers ruined that much money worth of merchandise and beer, this hat was very important to me. I bought it in Florida. Okay? Meant something to me. There's a good chance that that fan would not have come back and would have had a negative experience, would have left a terrible review. But fortunately for them, it was me. And I understand the game, and I get it. Now, the reason I say that is because I didn't put my hands on them. I didn't say any cuss words. I didn't disrespect their gender. I said, you guys are cheaters. You guys are cheaters. Now, maybe it was because it was me and they know the night owl is kind of like, you know, in the game a little bit. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But I would advise anybody else to keep a safe distance from the talent because these guys' adrenaline is going 100 miles an hour when they go to the curtain. I know why, man. I want you to speak on that for a moment. That moment when you hit the curtain and the music is blaring and you're making that walk, it's like it's like when a batter steps into the batting box or, or when a United States military service gets behind, you know, a, a 50 cal. Now, I don't want to compare the two things, but you get what I'm saying? The mamba mentality. You lock in and it's time to go to work, especially because of the way that you do work. What would yes, you do, total. or, or how, how, can you, how can you speak to that? How can you speak to that? Because I know you kind of flip a switch when you go through that curtain, right, Wildman? Yes, it's it's a tr- it's a total transformation. It's from being, it's like Superman. You're you're Clark Kent at one point, and then when you get to hear that cry or whatever, and you walk through those curtains, you're that Superman, and it's like you're in a whole different zone. You're in a whole totally different zone. It's it's like you smell what 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 people are gonna feel and everything, and that's that. I feed off of that when I when I come to those curtains, and then once I come go back to the curtain, back to my locker room in the dressing room, I'm the normal average person that everybody sees. But everyone that actually see me coming out of the arena or going to my car, they always they're, they're afraid to come up and take pictures with me. I can see the fear in their eyes, and it's like. You can take a picture. You don't have to stand away. But I say, hey, look, if you try anything funny, I am a, considered a lethal, lethal deadly weapon. But yeah, I've, I've gained a lot of respect from fans who know me outside of professional wrestling. Absolutely love, love, love that perspective. 
from the wild man beast. And you know, the wild man is the kind of dude, he doesn't keep it 100, he keeps it 1,000. And for that reason, wild man, before you go, we got one last little bit of business to do, to, to handle with you. And that is tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shooting Shop segment. And what I need you to do is over the next minute, minute and a half, me and Joe will come on and we'll go crazy about something that's irritating us. It can be professional wrestling related, or maybe it could just be about gas prices, which right now that's not really a good one because they're particularly low. But we're going to give you that much time to think of something that you can go off about. Maybe you got a couple more words for Atilicon. I don't know. But we want you to join us in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I know I don't even have to ask this question, but is the wild man beast down? <laughs> well, I'm going to rant right now. It's the green guy. When you see a veteran walk. Wild man, wild man, wait, wait, wait. wait. See, you, got me, you got me riled up. You got me riled up know, for a second there. We got music. And we're going to hit the music, and then we'll let you go first, because it sounds like you're ready to go. Enter, Timmy. You know what to do, baby. Episode 289. Let's get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. My rant is about this. When you green guys come into the locker room, you respect all veterans. When you're sitting in a chair, you get your asses up and respect the veteran and offer your chair to that veteran and get up and shake his hand. Don't sit there like you're a superstar because if you ever step in the ring with me, your ass is grass. Woo! Woo! Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. All right, so my shooting show has to do with with this coronavirus and how everybody has gone absolutely out of their minds in the grocery store. They are buying every single thing you can think of, stuff that they don't need. They are literally buying cartloads of toilet paper, ladies and gentlemen. The coronavirus is a respiratory illness. It has nothing to do with your ass. It's not going to make you go poo-poo all over the place. You don't need 20,000 containers of toilet paper. You don't need to go out and buy formula that little babies need because you need to have milk because you're afraid that something bad is going to happen and you're going to be locked inside of the house. You can't buy any food. You can't buy any produce. Hell, you can't buy any water. It's absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Nightmare Joe going off on his shoot and shout segment for tonight. My shoot and shout, you know, to be frank, I kind of already let it out of my system a little bit earlier, Jonesy. That was a little unfair that you asked me about the David Starr tweet so early in the show. But but let me recap. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Here's what I want to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I am all for compassion, the necessary steps not only to make sure that we're prepared, but that we can also 
other people. This time is about making sure that you take care of your loved ones. Just like when you get on an airplane, you know, guys, like, you get on an airplane and they're going through that instructional video and they tell you, hey, before you help anybody else, make sure you put your mask on first. Because if you don't put your mask on first, you're not going to be able to help anybody else because you won't be able to breathe. Okay? It's that simple. But let me say this. This is not the time to be complaining about what you don't have. Because there are people that before this epidemic even started, were already starving. There were people that are already living in poverty. And some of you that spend half of your day on Twitter may not understand this, but people that come from the black and Hispanic community know what I'm talking about very well. This doesn't change our lives all that much. We have been struggling to buy groceries. We have been struggling to pay our bills. We have been struggling to find consistent work to provide for our families. So if your landlord won't give you a break on the rent, welcome to the real world, goddammit, because that's the world that I live in. That's the world I've been living in for 35 years, and probably that's the world that I'm going to live in for the rest of my life. So if you want compassion for me, shoot me an inbox message. Say, hey, you know what, Renee, I need 100 bucks. I need some help. My family is starving. Don't take that to Twitter because you sound like a bitch. Plain and simple. Be a man. Act as tough in real life as you act when you come out and insult fans that paid their hard-earned money to be there. And I know some of you get off on that. Some of you, oh, it's just a gimmick. It's just a big, no, 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 no. Stop lying. Some of you guys, some of you talent, you like treating people like shit. And being a wrestler gives you an excuse to do that. And I'm not buying that crap anymore. And I'm starting to sniff it out. And I'm calling those out. Because you know what? My $10, my $15 to buy that ticket might be my entertainment budget for the whole month. So treat me with some goddamn respect and stop acting like a victim victim, because some of you guys already come from privileged backgrounds, okay? Don't try to cancel somebody who got here that didn't have a dime when they got here because it ain't going to work. You can't cancel us, homie. You can't cancel us. We came from the bottom, and we're here right now. So just know that. Act like a man. Be yourself outside the ring as you are inside the ring, and treat the goddamn fans with respect. For us, and guys like the Wrestle Talk podcast, no, not the big guys from the UK, and shout out to them, they do a great job, okay? But we're just as important to the industry and the business as you are. As a matter of fact, without one talent, wrestling goes on. Without the fans, wrestling does not continue. So let's make sure we're talking about compassion with a certain amount of perspective. Because there are people really hurting out here right now, really suffering out here right now. And I can tell you about that because I walked the streets of San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities in the country, and had to step over people because of the amount of homeless that there is in that great city. Blame who you will. But don't tell me you're having hard luck when all you got to do is go downtown to really find out what real hard luck is all about. Get the hell out of here with that bullshit. The Night Out and the Wrestle Talk podcast ain't having it. That's all I got to say about that, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and close it out, Jonesy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Rodman, thank you for coming on to you. You are an amazing guy. Uh, all we need you to do is promise that you will come back onto the podcast and 
let all the viewers know your uh, information on uh, Facebook, so uh, social media, so they can get in touch with the Mild Man Beast. Yeah, just go on Wrestle Talk. They have all my information. But guys, before I leave you guys, out of respect and honor to you guys, I'm going to donate three of my Wild Man Beast shirts. You can auction them off, whatever money you raise for those shirts. Donate it to any foundation, anything, and send it out to a special fan. That's the kindness out of my heart for tonight. You heard that, ladies and gentlemen. The wild man beast putting his money where, he mouth, where his mouth is right here on episode 289 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Wild man peace promise us that you're going to keep kicking ass, smashing heads, and putting food boots the asses to those youngsters in the locker room that don't know how to show respect. Promise you'll do that on behalf of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yeah, I sure will. Blessings, brother. You be safe that on there on the road, all right? All right, you guys have a great evening. Thanks for having me again. Uh, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely. All right, we are going to go on break. We will be back in two minutes and 32 seconds with the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. Peace.
Y'all, what up? Night Al, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jokes, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break while we wait for the one and only, the night out to come in. Nightmare Jones is taking over the rest of Talk Podcast. No, the not. FWW. Oh, oh, shit. Here he comes. Here he yeah, comes. Don't you see every single time I step out of the room, you got to say things. I was just covering the, 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 the boards until the night out got here. Nightmare Jones, understand, you don't have to, to send in your gears again like you did last time. That's all yours, sir. All right. Well, thank you, Nightmare Jones. I appreciate that. I really, really do. And by the way, you're doing a tremendous job as the FWWC heavyweight champion. Unfortunately, though, unfortunately, though, something is going to change. And, and I'm going to bring you back on here once we get through this because this affects you tremendously. Okay, it's been decided by our old friend Elmata and the general managers that this Wednesday, that means tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have our first ever championship match on a Wednesday night during AEW and NXT. For those of you who are like, night out, what are you talking about? How are you going to have matches on a Wednesday? Nobody can go to shows right now. Ah, you're right. Okay, so we'll keep you posted on that, and I'll find out for you, Chris, if he's got a 5X. I know you messaged about that. Well, we'll see. I'm sure he does. I'm getting one of those, though, because i got to represent Wildman. If, if, you know, he's a good guy, and, and when I wear it, people see it more often and blah, blah, blah. But that's besides the point. Here in the FWWC, it gives us an opportunity, especially in a time like this where nobody can actually compete. You want to keep your, uh, your, your promo game sharp. Fantasy wrestling is the place to be. And when you talk about fantasy wrestling, there's no better place than the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. See, tonight, we're conducting the second round of the draft. The draft is an opportunity for the general managers to start to fill their rosters as we go into year three of the heated FWWC brand battle. But night out, night out, you're still not explaining it. How, how are these guys drafting wrestlers? But there's no – listen, it's fantasy wrestling. During SmackDown, during Raw, during NXT, during AEW, you're in a chat. Somebody's giving you the matches. Even if you're at work, you can compete. This is very great. A lot of people love this. Whoever picks the most matches correct throughout the night is the winner. If this happens to be a number one contender match, you're the number one contender for the upcoming ti- for whatever title at the upcoming pay-per-view. If it's a title match, then you're the champion. And the person who was the previously the champion has to mail you being shipped to your house. Now, for a long time, we've had replica, WWE replica championships to represent our titles. But no longer, friends. We're starting to move in the opposite direction. We have actually created now our very own championships. And just this Sunday, guys, we introduced two new ones, a full-size, close to 10-pound championship belt donated by our wonderful, with our, by our wonderful friend, 
Infinity with a five taking the place of the S, the first S. Vinsanity, look him up, great musician, incredible artist, not just as far as music, but real art. He took an old championship, customized it, did a bunch of wonderful stuff, like arts and crafts stuff, and he created, for the very first time, the FWWC World Championship, which Nightmare Jones, the current FHC, okay, the, I'm sorry, the current, uh, 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 yeah, the current FHC, Brother Bishop, also known as Brother Brown Bear, he is the FWWC Universal Champion, the UHC, two belts will be consolidated, and walking into the match as the presenter, right, the escort of the championship is the one and only El Diablo, also known as Vinsanity. Again, guys, Vinsanity with a five replacing the first S on YouTube for some great, great music. Make sure you guys look him up, okay? He's donating the belt. He's in the match. It's this Wednesday, and it's being hosted by Infinite. So, El Diablo will represent Rise, which is one of our brands, okay? Bishop will represent Inferno, which is another one of our brands. And last but not least, Nightmare Jones will represent Infinite. One of those three men will walk out the new or the first ever FWWC world champion. But before we get there, we have tonight, and the general managers are on hold, and they're ready to go because they are ready to make their selections. We've done the first round already. They've already picked their number one picks. So now everybody is going to move on to their second pick. We'll be making one selection tonight. The championship match is tomorrow, and then we'll be having the draft for the rest of the roster on Friday. WrestleTalkPodcast.com, over the Fantasy tab, more information for you available right there. Again, at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. All that said, we are now going to bring in the three general managers, and we'll go in this order. We will go first with the heel deal. Then we'll move on to tank, and then we'll close out this round with hardcore sis. Because in the first round, it was opposite. So, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome the general manager of Rise, Heel Deal, the general manager of Inferno, Susie Haas, and the general manager of Infinite, the one and only, Kate Westbrook. Good evening, Night Mayor and Night Owl. No, I kicked Night Owl. I, I kicked uh, Nightmare out of the studio, so you don't have to worry about him. Hey, you finally did something right there, because I'm gonna tell you, he needs to go. Well, you leave Night. I thought you guys were supposed to be familiar or something. I, you guys, you guys always confuse me. You throw shade at each other, but then if anybody says anything, you immediately start talking trash. I, it doesn't make any sense. Hey, Nightmare and I are always throwing shade at each other, but we love each other. Yeah. Well, and do we have the heel deal? I need to make sure we have the heel deal as well. We got Mr. Number One. Boom, Night Owl. Boom. And Tank Westbrook, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. All righty. Okay, so first on the clock will be heel deal. So please, the two other GMs, go ahead and mute yourselves until it's time for you to come on so we can cut down on the background noise. We've only got about 10 minutes, and I want to get some callers on immediately after you guys are done, because we got to hear from Nightmare Jones. 
I know he's going to be putting up his title this Wednesday. It's a huge deal. And I know there's a bunch of other people from the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion that want to come on and discuss what is sure to be the best round so far. So, I believe we have a drop that will indicate the beginning of the draft. Intern Timmy, do we still have the draft drop? And if so, go ahead and hit it, because as of right now, the Rise GM heel deal is officially on the clock. Okay, perfect. Turn that up for me next time, though. All right? Heel deal, you have the option of selecting any superstar who has not been drafted yet or our Warriors Heart champion, Savior Saint. The question is, sir, who will you be drafting to rise? Well, the heel deal is here to play. He's now looking to take third for Mr. Number One, and there's certain kind of individuals that I need to get to that number one. And there's one man who's going to help me, and he's going to make sure that the whole FWWC gets, what is it, how's it go? Rocked. Rise, take Arden Murphy. Boom. Boom, baby. Boom. And for the record, you are currently sitting at 45 points, if I'm not mistaken, with the allotted amount that you were giving at the beginning of the draft. Arden Murphy is also valued at five points. So you now currently sit at the 40-point mark going into this Friday's upcoming draft. Tell us, he'll deal very quickly, why did you choose Arden Murphy? My greatest rival will now be my greatest ally, and we will be on the top, baby. Have it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, he'll deal. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, I'm sure you'll stay on hold and listen through the remainder of the draft. Any final thoughts before we let you go? I said all I need to say. Now I'm just going to sit back and watch. Absolutely love it. Keeping it short and sweet and straight to business. All righty, intern Timmy, go ahead and cue up that drop sound because up next is a man that surprised a lot of people with his first selection by taking Hardcore Hoss to the Infinite brand, and now he has another opportunity to shock the FWWC universe. Tank Westbrook, when you hear the sound of the draft, you are officially on the clock. Night, uh, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm all hot and bothered, and I and I couldn't be any happier, bro. What's up with you? No, I'm doing good, doing good. Hey, man, you know, so I, I've been going over my little roster in my head and through this little list that I have. Each and every single one of these superstars have been bringing their A game, and they've been showing me everything that they have. The next gentleman that I choose to bring to my brand, you know, he took some time off. He uh, found some better lenses and can clearly see better now. So, the number two slot for the Infinite brand is going to help my brand get funked up. Funky Flex, welcome to the Infinite brand. Wow. 
absolutely fantastic pickup, Tank Westbrook. I have to congratulate you. A little bit out of left field there, considering Funky Flex is just now coming back from a recent absence. And for that reason, Funky Flex was only valued at four points. We all know he's one of the most entertaining and hardest-working individuals in the FWWC, but he has left on two separate occasions. If it wasn't for that, there's no question he'd be a surefire number, a five-point superstar. But because of that history, he's only valued at four, which I believe now brings you to a total of – let me do the math in my head. I believe you still have 42 points remaining, correct? That is correct, sir. That is correct. Playing it conservative but very, very smart tank, Westbrook. Well, congratulations on a great selection. Can you tell us why you chose Funky Flex, and then maybe give us your final thoughts as well? Well, the reason I chose Funky Flex is I know what he's capable of. I know he's going to bring the fire. He's going to bring everything that he can bring me. Yes, like you said, he took some time off, but you know what? I'm willing to work with the guy to make sure he stays on track, keeps clear-headed, and uh, we're going to steamroll through the competition. And like I said, not only is my brand going to get funked up, but the other two brands, Rise and Inferno, they're going to get funked up, and we're taking the gold. Well, I have one last quick question for you, Tank, and do us a favor and answer it as quickly as you can. The recent news, the, the, the recent decision that you guys as the general managers made to suspend the Sabres of Funk from competing from the Tag Team Championship and the Intercontinental Championship, did that not give you some reservations on potentially picking up one Funky Flex? Yes, it did, but you know what? There's um, been some talks and allegations that uh, have come across my, my desk, and we're in the works of uh, getting them worked out and moving on from there. Okay. All right, moving forward. Hey, absolutely love it. Well, thanks. You have yourself a great night, man. We're going to move on to Hardcore Sit. Have a good one. All right. Make sure you put you guys uh, heel deal and take, make sure you guys put yourselves on mute. All right, well, Intern TV, you know what to do. We saved the very best for last. I'm sure that's how La Familia feels, at least. That's right. The Inferno general manager, the woman who had the very first pick in the draft a couple of weeks ago, is now picking third. But I get a, a, an eerie suspicion that this is exactly what she wanted. Intern Timmy, hit that drop, and let's go ahead and bring it You're on the clock, sis. What do you got? Going there. Night out. Now, I just have one quick question for you. These three gentlemen that are in this match tomorrow are definitely off limits to us, correct? I would um, I would advise to keep your distance because we're not exactly sure how this is going to play out. And you definitely don't want to pick the guy that doesn't win the belt, if you get what I'm saying. So, personally, if I was a general manager... I would stay away from those three, at least for the time being. But remember, on Friday, it's a whole new ball game, and you can pick and choose who you're going to go with because I believe you'll have the second pick of this Friday's draft, and Tank will have the first. I don't know. We'll have to get all that worked out. What I, My advice to you is I would stay away from that for the time being. Okay. Well, in that case, then I have decided, um, you know, my two previous GMs have made some really great choices. And one of those gentlemen was someone I was definitely looking at. 
So at this time, then, I guess I'm going to have to look at another guy that was on my list. And I believe that I'm going to say welcome to the Inferno brand, Daniel Grimm. Daniel Grimm? Isn't that like your mortal enemy? I can't even register this in my mind right now. Daniel Grimm? That is absolutely incredible. Hardcore Sis, tell us your mindset behind making this decision. Why did you choose Daniel Grimm? And maybe even include your final thoughts as well. Well, for one thing, he is our Legends champion. And that's another belt on my brand, which is perfectly awesome. Secondly, as you put out there, he is my mortal enemy. So who better to work with than your mortal enemy? It's just going to make for some really great times on the Inferno brand. And we're sure to get some really great points for all of the hard work that we're going to put in. And in a like him or not, Daniel Grimm is a very hard worker. So why not have a hard worker on my team? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm very, very surprised, but maybe not so much because if we look at who's already been drafted, I believe you're the only brand to have a championship already to your name when this all began, as you were the FWWC Hardcore Champion at the end of round of year two, but now you're also adding the Legends Championship to the fold. I like how you're putting a priority on championships and are willing to go out of your comfort zone and work with people that you don't necessarily get along with. And not only that, I also want to congratulate you because on last week's show, and I don't know if you realized it, you actually were the winner of our TriStar TNA Wrestling Knockouts exclusive license trading card pack. Over 10 years old, plastic is still on it, and it's guaranteed to have at least one autograph courtesy of our sponsors over at RetroZone at the Oak Park Mall, also known as King Cade on Facebook. Please go on there, guys. Leave them a review. Tell them the WrestleTalk podcast sent you, okay? But, Susie, congratulations. Great pick. And uh, also, I hope you enjoy the TriStar uh, officially licensed autograph cards as well, courtesy of the WrestleTalk podcast and RetroZone slash Kincade. Those are my thoughts. Anything else you want to say? Hey, you know what? I appreciate the, the, the cards, and I look forward to uh, receiving them when I come to UM6 and meet up with you and some other members of La Familia and other members of the FWWC, and we have ourselves an awesome time. This is going to be a great time, and I'm looking so forward to it. All righty. Well, thank you, and have a great night. Huge, huge props to the general managers for coming in and being prepared today. And uh, a very special thank you also uh, to really everybody who's tuning in right now from the FWWC. This is a very, very important time in our group's history because not only are we getting ready to start year three, we're also introducing brand new championships, championships that are exclusive to the FWWC. So wrestling fans out there, and Josie, I'll bring you in to help me with this. Wrestling fans out there, wrestling is not gone. It's just changed. We can't go to shows like we used to, and we can't watch them on TV the way that we're used to, often as we're used to. But if you miss wrestling and the, 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 the adrenaline that you get from competition, the FWWC, the World's Premier Fantasy Wrestling Promotion, 
okay, gives you an opportunity to do that. You get to compete. You get to have real championships. You get to cut promos. It's really a special thing. And for those people who don't have the monetary means, maybe don't have the resources, don't have the availability or whatever to be real wrestlers, which is what we try to promote here, the guys that are really in the squared circle, there is a place for you. It's called the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Again, more information about that over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Jonesy, before we completely close out this segment, why don't you speak on that and also how you feel about this tremendously huge match, probably the biggest championship match of your career tomorrow night as you guys compete for the first time ever for the FWWC World Championship. You want to know Nightmare Jones' thoughts. I've had to sit here and listen to the general managers pick Arden Murphy over Nightmare Jones. Arden Murphy, the guy that comes in and leaves and comes in and leaves and comes in and leaves. You want to know what my thoughts are about Tank Westbrook picking Funky Flash, the guy that comes and leaves and comes and leaves and comes and leaves. You want to know Nightmare Jones' thoughts. I don't really think that you want to know Nightmare Jones' thoughts because I would have to bleep myself quite a bit. All I'm going to say is tomorrow night, Nightmare Jones is pissed off. Tomorrow night, Nightmare Jones making an example out of Bishop. Tomorrow, Nightmare Jones makes an example out of El Diablo. I don't care if he is in La Familia. I don't care if he is the Pope. I don't care if he is the President. Tomorrow night, Bishop and El Diablo both are going to be buried Nightmare Jones is going to stand over top of both of them, and he's going to look at each and every single one of the general managers and give them the good old Austin one-finger salute. Boom. (laughs) Boom, baby. Boom. (laughs) Absolutely tremendous take. Well, thank you, FWWC. Thank you, Nightmare Jones, Heel Deal, Tank, and, of course, Hardcore Sis. That brings us to the conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, of the FWWC segment. Again, more information available to you at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. All that said, ladies and gentlemen, the moment that all of you have been waiting for is right around the corner. A guy who is very well known, but not easily recognized. Entertainment, why don't you go ahead and check those phone lines, because I believe that we have Matt Classic Creed on hold. Phone number, I guess that I was going to give you the phone number. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm not giving you Matt's phone number. You must be crazy. But guess what? We're going to have him in in just a matter of moments. And while we do that, allow me to say this. In these difficult times, if you can, if you have the means to do so, please support your local independent wrestlers and promotions. Okay, these guys, these girls, yours truly included, 
Nightmare Jones is a referee. I'm a commentator for the Kansas uh, Wrestling Alliance over at XWE. As you guys know, I also work for KCXW. Shows are getting canceled, okay? So if you want to do your part to support professional wrestling in your area, buy merch, whether it be from the promotions or the wrestlers. And if you want to do something more directly, then what I need you to do is go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com, grab yourself a mug, and half of the profits, which is $5, will go to the Salvation Army or the wrestler or promotion of your choice. That means that if you buy a mug, you tell us where you want the money to go, we will send it there, and we will send you proof. If you've been sitting on the fence about grabbing a WrestleTalk Podcast mug and you needed an incentive, that is the incentive. The mugs are bar quality. They last a lot longer than a T-shirt, okay? And they are hand-stitched by our friends over at Wrath Bums Engraving. Shout-out to my man Scott for putting these together. They're absolutely beautiful. But, again, support professional wrestling if you have the means to do so. Guys are struggling. Guys are hurting. There's guys that aren't running the Twitter to bitch and complain. They're actually just doing what they can to try to stay afloat in a respectful, adult-type manner. And for that reason, I believe that they deserve our support. All that said, Nightmare Jones, do we have confirmation that the one and only Matt Classic Creed is on hold and ready to come on the show? He's he's ready, sir. He is ready. All righty, man. Well, I'm excited to be able to do this introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, a man that is well-known but not easily recognized. This gentleman represents IWF. He is the executive director. And I am a fan of the AIWF because at, at uh, XWE, the pair of rock stars for a while were the tag team champions. And I said, okay, they're the XWE tag team champions and the AIWF tag team champions. I'm calling the action, but I'm, I'm saying, well, what, is, what is this AIWF? What, is, what does this even mean? So then I went to their page, bro, and I came to realize that these guys are serious about the professional wrestling business. Throughout the world, Canada, Portugal, Wales, England, Australia, Italy, the list goes on and on. These guys are receiving representation. And even in Latin America, including countries like Puerto Rico and Costa Rica. But above all else, the AIWF supports the sport that we all know and love. And one of the gentlemen that is very much responsible for carrying that tradition is our guest tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cue up some music for this man because it's a huge honor. I'm very excited to have him on the show. The one and only Matt Classic Creed. Enter Tibby. Great, how are y'all guys? Yep, just surviving this corona apocalypse, guys. Great to have you, Matt. Great to have you. Josie, why don't you go ahead and lead us off, brother? Uh, Absolutely. So, so you uh, uh, are the executive director of AIWF Wrestling. What exactly is AIWF Wrestling and how did it get started? 
Well, AWF Wrestling has been around since uh, 1992. It started up in uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is uh, Mayberry, where the Andy Griffin Show was produced and is famous for. And it was a regional promotion for several years. And uh, then about 2009, we said, hey, uh, we, we need to work together with other people. We need, we need to make it work again. Wrestling, we got we got to work together. And, and that's what we've done ever since. Wow. That sounds 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 pretty pretty awesome. Um, you know, you you are not just a executive director, but you are a a very accomplished wrestler. You've been wrestling for fifteen years. You've had seven major championships. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 absolutely crazy. How did you get into the professional wrestling business? Well, I got into the professional wrestling business. Uh, there's, a, there's a famous wrestler here in North Carolina called the Latin Lover who just passed away a few years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, that's how I broke in with it with him. Wow. Rest in peace, by the way. Rest in peace to the Latin Lover. I know that I've heard of the name Latin Lover. Like I, I, I know that 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 I have have definitely heard heard the uh, name. Uh, you know, you 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 all have a ton of professional wrestling promotions and you know you all just don't do stuff in the United States but you do stuff in Puerto Rico and Costa Rica and Canada and Portugal, Wales, England, Australia, Italy and the Netherlands. How do you all keep keep track of all these these, these different places that you all do wrestling in? Oh well thank God uh, for social media these days and the internet um, <laughs> because other, otherwise you wouldn't be able to but uh, currently we have a uh, fort Promotions is 14 countries, so I say we're, we're keeping pretty busy, but, I mean, you just have to check on them and share your results, and uh, we, we try to mitigate, like, talent going to different places. including our champion, uh, Kevin Phoenix, who just uh, had a tour of the U.K. before everything shut down on us there. Wow. See, that's another name that I know that, that I've heard before Kevin Phoenix. It's just I know that I've heard of these these, these names, BB, before. Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have, sir? Well, absolutely, man, and thank you, because I've definitely been chomping at the bit. Matt, uh, obviously, the, the first question that I have for you, 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 you said it, and it's something that is a lot easier said than done. You guys decided that you were going to ban professional wrestling together, and that is something that many have tried and many have failed. Can you talk to the Wrestle Talk podcast listeners about some of the challenges that you've encountered in trying to get promotions, uh, in this case multiple promotions, to uh, honor a certain code and to work together? Well, I mean, it's always about, a lot of times, about money. Money is a challenge, I will say. Uh, but uh, we started out, we had about five promotions uh, throughout the mid Atlantic and southeastern United States. We are running shows pretty regular. And that's how we came up with, hey, let's, let's go back to the how it was. And that's what, what we're trying to do. But it, it's definitely a challenge because everybody's angling for their own guys. Everybody wants those title matches. Everybody wants the glory. And, I mean, it's always going to be an issue. But you, you just have to try to get along. You have to be the mediator. I feel like a babysitter sometimes. I'm, I'm going to be honest. But, you know, that's how it goes. And you just, you just have to keep the, the train going forward. That's all you can do. Man, no doubt, and you guys have absolutely been doing that better than anybody in the business, by my estimation. Uh, I guess my, my follow-up question uh, that isn't necessarily related to that is, uh, or maybe it is, recently what really attracted my attention 
was this uh, announcement about a new championship that you're going to be introducing. And obviously, this speaks a little bit more to your, intra- into your international uh, thumbprint. But you guys are introducing in a Latin American championship. Tell us, what was the inspiration behind that, and how long were you guys working on it before it came to fruition? Oh, we've been working probably on that championship almost a year. Um, we, we've had an influx of uh, promotions in uh, Mexico, uh, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Ecuador. And we also have several uh, Lucha promotions in the United States, such as Lucha Libre Vaz, which runs the West Coast, and uh, Galley Lucha Libre in uh, Chicago. And so do you, just, feel uh, like there was, do you feel like there was a demand for it, and you guys were just basically trying to fit a need? Well, I think so. Uh, our goal at the AWF uh, this year uh, is to have a territorial championship on uh, every continent besides Antarctica, of course. And uh, we have we have a European championship, which is held by Mad Dog O'Doherty. Um, he's Irish. Um, and several promotions over there. So we're starting our Latin America brand, working on Canada. Um, and then, obviously, we're going to work on Africa and Asia. Uh, Asia, we have some things in the works, but obviously this coronavirus has slowed us up. Man, I can only imagine it, and you really did steal my next question there. I know that, uh, you know, you're based out of North Carolina, but you obviously are doing business throughout the world. How has this directly or indirectly affected you and your business over the AIWF? Uh, I would say about 70% of promotions are shut down at least for the next 30 days to 45 days. Um, We've also had to deal with uh, commissions. Um, Certain states have commissions, certain states don't. Uh, North Carolina, we do not. So we didn't technically have to stop until uh, our governor made it where we can't have more than 50 people in an event. So that's what, that's what stopped us here. But other states, such as Ohio, the commission shut them down. I know the same is happening in Alabama and other states with commissions. Man, that's, that's really, really tough. So basically from the top down, from promoter to Greenhorn, I mean, it's basically affecting everybody in the pro wrestling world. I definitely have a couple of more questions, but I don't want to be selfish Nightmare Jones, why don't you come back in here with any other thoughts and questions that you might have uh, for uh, Matt Tree, please? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I, I guess that 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 my main question is, uh, what exactly do you hope that the fans get out of going to see one of you all's wrestling shows? I mean, I hope of the fans are they they feel like they've got their money's worth. They've got a night of entertainment. They've you know they've got out the the mundane. And we want them to get their, their money's worth and enjoy themselves. Absolutely. You know, that that's that is is the main thing is is you want the fans to be able to uh to, to definitely in, enjoy them, them themselves. Um I guess that my next question if I throw it back to Renee, uh is and I'm gonna ask you the same question that I asked man uh uh, about the the wild man beast, I saw a video recently where a manager was provoking a fan, and the fan jumped out of the seat and attacked the uh, a manager. And uh, what do you you think about you know when when fans get too into the uh, professional wrestling? I mean, fans uh, they, they should never lay their hands on the talent, and the talent should never lay hands on them. It, it's a very heated environment and uh shows should have security of, of some type and the referees themselves also should be vigilant on uh the outside atmosphere as well as inside the ring 
But um, I, I know both. I know the Havens. I know Amy and Ace. Ace is actually one of our, our former members. He promotes Pro South Wrestling in Alabama, and uh, he also was a former cruiserweight champion. Of a, but um, I mean, it was just a situation that happened. Uh, it's unfortunate, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> it, the best way that that you know, it's it's it, it, that 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 that's the best 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 thing to oh, you and a. Why don't you come in with, with, with whatever final questions that you have, so? All right. Well, my question is is kind of not wrestling-related because I always like to show kind of like the personal side, just to a certain extent, obviously, respectfully, of the guests that come on our show. I'm, I may be making an assumption here, Matt, but I'm assuming that you're a Gamecocks fan, right? Uh, you're from no. No, the, the Gamecocks are in Columbia, South Carolina. Have you referred to the University of South Carolina? So who do you support? Tar Heels all the way, baby. Carolina. Tar Heels. <laughs> Somebody's like, hey, man, why you got to mess with that? Man? Like, of course, right? You guys have that rivalry built in between North and South Carolina. What hurts you more as a fan? The fact that college basketball has come to a complete standstill or the fact that professional wrestling has come to a complete standstill. What pill is harder for Matt Creed to swallow? Because it's got to be a tough. Uh, I, I think it's professional wrestling because I mean I, I do make make money at this, um, and I have investments in this. So I mean that kind of sucks. But um, I mean it's just it's it's how life is. I mean uh, my shoot job also is shut down, but hey they're paying me, so I can't complain too bad. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, well, and that's totally understandable. It's obviously hidden closer to home. And, and I wonder, you know, what you would say, right? Because a lot of people, I don't know if anybody's turning to you for advice, but obviously you're, you're a man that carries some weight within the professional wrestling world. What have you been telling those that have contacted you and that are maybe are seeking advice on how to handle this unfortunate downtime that we're having right now? in the sport that we all know and love. I mean, we're, we're definitely discussing uh, ways so they can continue to, to make money because, I mean, a lot of promotions, they're going to shut down if they can't make money. They can, they're not going to be able to pay for their buildings. So some do have permanent venues in school. But um, we're discussing alternate methods. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, talk to the commissions because that's another, another uh, duty of mine. I've, I've talked to commissioners all over the United States and dealt with them. Um, we're actually dealing with New York right now. Um, we're because New York's uh, having a bad problem with doctors and all that stuff. And uh, Arkansas just got deregulated, thank God, this year, in 2020. And I think we need to push that for the state of Missouri as well, but that's just me speaking personally. I mean, it, every every state needs deregulation. I mean, they're not doing anything for you for your money. No, just charging. <laughs> just making a killing, basically. <laughs> it's really unfortunate and frustrating. And, and the way I look at it is like this, man, I don't know if you'll agree. Yes, there's a certain benefit in knowing that the guys are doing the blood work and making sure you're not wrestling someone that has some sort of infectious disease, especially under the circumstances that we're living on today. But at the same time, 95% of the talent isn't making enough in three months to cover the fee of the blood work and the licensing and the licensing involved to be able to participate in pro wrestling in some of these states. And between uh, you, me, and everybody listening today, I think that that's what has hurt 
the growth of professional rate, uh, uh, wrestling in certain states, including uh, the state of Missouri, which I, I am in on a very regular basis. I happen to live in Kansas City, the Kansas side. But it's something that has really held back promotions from taking that chance because it is so strenuous and so difficult to try to just get a wrestler cleared to participate in action. And, and let me actually, I might use that to transition into my very last question uh, before I throw it back to Joe. What have you done? Because I know you probably have more insight than most people. Whenever you are looking to get a state deregulated, what advice would you give to the people, the promoters, the, the workers? that are hoping for that to happen in their home state. Is there a certain way of going about it? Oh, oh, oh entirely. Uh, you're going you're to have to pursue litigation. Um, that's the only way you're going to get it done. And it's, it's going to have to be multiple promotions, multiple talents. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to just be sue, sue, sue. And then the commissioners will be like, we can't make any money off this, so they'll stop. So litigation that's what, that's what is happened the in Arkansas. Way. Yeah, 100%. So, so the promoters 100%. and the workers – is it like a petition? Uh, what do you what do you suggest? Just a little bit more specifically. Um, you're gonna have to sue. You're gonna have to get like reasons why. You're gonna have to have multiple people sign. Multiple it's class action lawsuits, pretty much. Class action. Okay. Well, promoters out there, you're hearing it from one of the very best in the business today. Go ahead and unify. Instead of fighting against each other for the same 150 fans, why doesn't everybody come together? Because you know what? Some of the best promotions in the country are forced to move outside of their home state. I'm thinking just in the St. Louis area, which is pretty close to me here, nobody's really doing business on, on the Missouri side. Yeah. Everybody's crossing yeah. over to, yeah, to our, the our Illinois partner, side. Uh, our, our, yeah, our partner, WPW, they run 17 miles from downtown St. Louis in Columbia, Illinois. And we love WPW. Shout out to those guys, to Hollis, to Rocco, to everybody working over there. Uh, we had a bunch of those guys on the show here recently, man. We love WPW. Great guys. Great guys. We just had a cruiserweight title change hands there. Um, the Kit Reaver, one of your one of your Kansas boys. Yeah, that's right. Hey, the king of WrestleCore. Well, hey, listen, and you know what? I'm going to be a little selfish here and ask one last question. Talk to us about your experience dealing with those Kansas boys. Flex Reed, Billy Simmons, uh, WWX, XWE, tell us at all how that experience has been. Have you enjoyed it? Has it been difficult? I have the pleasure of working for Billy Simmons over at XWE. But, uh, yeah, but can, like can, Kansas, Kansas, ha- yeah, Kansas hasn't been that bad. Uh, shout out to Billy. Uh, Billy and Flex, they, they do a good job of what they do. Um, and they've handled stuff. And we've had success in Kansas for, for many years. And, uh, you know, they, they have went, ambitious goals as well um, that align with ours. And they haven't always, you know, had, had the right partners either. So, I mean, that's that's the name of the game. You, partners that are going to change. Like, it's just like your favorite basketball team every year. They're not going to have the same players for three, four, five years. And you just have to think of it that way and keep moving. Yeah, you know what, we just, we just need a couple of uh... – uh, we, we just need a couple of all pros uh, like Billy Simmons and Flex Reed, and, and, and that will absolutely definitely um, steady the ship. And, and I guess the only other thing that I'm curious about is with all those titles, Matt, that you guys are purchasing, spending money on, making investments, have you ever run into any challenges? You don't have to name any names, but have you ever run into any challenges just simply trying to get your championships back? Is there any oh, stories, anything funny or serious? 
that you might be able to share with the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight? Uh, I'll share a good story real quick. Uh, T.C. Washington, who uh, he promotes still in Milwaukee, um, he's a former uh, AWF North American champion. He actually had the, the North American title stolen out of his car in Milwaukee. So it's not just Jericho, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I mean, he doesn't live in the best area of Milwaukee. I mean, if you've ever been to Milwaukee. Uh, but, yeah, so we had to replace that, unfortunately. And we've, we've had guys give us give us problems. And, I mean, hey, a championship belt, um, it, it's worth usually at least several hundred to a thousand dollars. So it's a felony. If, if you, it's property. It's property theft. And you, you just have to, you know, litigate. I'm a big fan of litigation, as you can tell. But um, <laughs> I feel like we're in a, I feel like we're like in a warped episode of Judge Judy. It's really weird. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and the, and the weird part about that, you had to file in your own state as well as the state of the person that's property. So that's, that's a little difficult at times. But we only had to do that maybe twice in in twelve years that I can say. So that's not too bad. I think you need to add another title to your name, Matt. I think it needs to be Matt Classic Creed Esquire. I think you need to add that already to your <laughs> to your tag, dude. I think it fits perfectly. What do you think? Um, I'm not trying to be Bruce Starf, I hate to say. <laughs> That's good stuff. Josie, any final questions before we close out the show with tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge? What do you got, Nightmare? I do. I I do. I I have one final question. Um, you know, A AIWF is notorious for bringing in big names for their shows. And uh, at your Capital Punishment show, you were going to have uh, Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant. Can you tell us about Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant? Oh, ent- entirely. Jimmy Valiant, uh, he, he says he's going to retire at the end of this year. Uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. he, he's a pro. He's a, he's a legend. Um, he's got a great school in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, wonderful house. I've been up to his house and school. Um, but Boogie Boogie, he's, he's hilarious. He's a vegan now. That's why he's got so small um, compared to his heyday. But um, he's, he's a great guy. Um, and he's actually in our Hall of Fame. So um, we love Boogie. There you go. Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Vine. You know, that is somebody that we should definitely try to get on, see if he can get come onto the podcast. Because Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant has tons of stories, Renee. Tons of stories. Well, you know what? I think I know a guy named Matt that might be able to hook us up. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I'm shooting my shot here. I I, I, I can send you his number. I have his number. Yes. (laughs) Take that, Twitter haters. (laughs) All right. You know what? That's right. Let's go ahead and get that set up. Well, listen, Matt, we want to close the game out. We want to make it memorable for you. We want you to come back before the the end of 2020, no matter what's going on in the world pro wrestling. And and the way we like to to do that is uh, to kind of play into your competitive nature because in doing our our research, we found that one of the reasons that you're so successful is because you're highly competitive. Whether you're in the ring, you're managing AIWF, or you're dealing with wrestlers from across the globe, you're a guy that likes to win. And I don't blame you for that because you know what? That's huge. That's huge, huge. And you're going to get so tired of winning, it's huge. So tonight, I want to go ahead and issue a challenge. Matt Classic Creed versus yours truly, the Night Owl. It's Night with a K, ladies and gentlemen. Night with a K. In tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, 
game show challenge, the only question I have for the North Carolina Tar Heel is, sir, are you game? I'm game. Let's do it. Intern Timmy, you know what to do, baby. Go ahead and cue up that music as we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and Matt Classic Creed. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. Tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled WrestleMania. I will give you matches that occurred on a particular WrestleMania event. When you think you know who I'm talking about, just shout out your answers. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. So, for example, if I were to say, which WrestleMania hosted matches as Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, Brock Lesnar versus the WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30 is correct. The night I would have gotten the first point. So, both gentlemen, you understand what the uh, a game show is. So, are you gentlemen ready? Yes, sir. Okay, so Nine you're going to give clues. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, you're going to give clues, and as soon as we know, we shout it out. We don't have to wait for you to finish or anything, right? Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So, question number one. Which WrestleMania hosted such matches as King Holy Race versus the Junkyard Dog, Roddy Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis in a Hail versus Hail match, and WrestleMania 3 is correct, which happens to be my favorite WrestleMania. I watched it. It It was on the tip of my tongue. All right. So, Matt Classic-Creed has got one point. Night Owl still has zero. Question number two. Which WrestleMania hosted such matches as Mr. Perfect vs. the Blue Blazer, The Ultimate Warrior vs. Versus... WrestleMania 10. Nope. No, WrestleMania 5. Versus... Nope. WrestleMania is 5 is correct. Dang Matt classic has gotten two points. The night out has none. This is so we already know that Matt Classic Creed is one, but we got one more question uh, to see if if Renee can finally get a question right and not get skunked by Matt Classic Creed. Quest number three: Which WrestleMania hosted such matches as the United States Champion The Big Show versus John Cena? Evolution twenty-five. Versus, WrestleMania twenty-five. Twenty. Nope. It's not 25. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania 24. Nope, it's not 24. Evolution versus Mid-Cold. It's not 27. And WWF champion Triple H versus the Heartbreak Kid. 23. 
23. It's not 23. You all getting close. You guys are getting close. 21. Yo, 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 smoking hot. Really? 20. 20. WrestleMania 20. Matt Classic Creed said it first. Matt Classic Creed has won the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Not only have you won, sir, but you skunked the Night Owl. Here is your song, sir. DJ Hit me with something 
something that makes my body move, baby. You know what to do. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Support our sponsors. Rathbums Engraving, uh, Kincaid, RetroZone, uh, The Conspiracy Farm. It's me speaking to you. Jay Hollywood in general. We love everybody. We'll be back next week right here for episode 290 of the WrestleTalk Podcast with Joe and Renee. We'll catch y'all next week. Grace and peace.